0: Get ready to cry at a rock with googly eyes. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's beautiful. It's it's heartbreaking. It's next level. Oh, you're in trouble now. What? Why? 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 Welcome to IMDb is Obsessed, the show that tells you the one TV series or movie you must watch this week. Today, that movie is everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm Alex Logan, and joining me from across the multiverse is guest host and fellow video and podcast producer at IMDb, Jeff Lupino Esposito. Thanks for being here, Jeff. Thanks for having me, Alex.
1: And let me just say, as a guest and a fan of this podcast, if I could rate and review this every day... I would. If I could jump to Divergent Timelines like Michelle Yeoh does in this film and just keep reading and reviewing this podcast on Apple or wherever I get my podcasts, I really would. I don't know how to do that, though, so I encourage our listeners to instead.
0: This guy gets it. Well, when you're right, you're right. And that's great advice. Thank you. (laughs) So you hinted at it. Let's get into why we love this movie. It just released wide in theaters across the U.S. today. And here's the description on IMDb an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. Wow. <laughs> Does that in- even encapsulate it entirely? That's the hard thing is like to even explain this movie is is its own feat. <laughs> right. Because everything's
1: sort of a spoiler. Like every visual moment is so impressive and such a work of Love and art that you don't want to spoil, really, a lot of the beautiful things you get to see. But I do love insane adventure. Yes. 100%. It is that. Also, that it's definitely about an immigrant family and their struggle and journey and the lives that could have been. Like, yeah. I love that sense of regret and second guessing and possibility versus reality. But also, there's a bagel at the center of this
0: movie. I It has made me so hungry for bagels, but also <laughs> terrified of them because of the the implication, their multiversal <laughs> implication of everything being actually put onto a bagel. And uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to consume one now after knowing what I know about this movie. It really takes the everything very literal. <laughs> yes. It sounds like we're being so
1: cryptic. Like we're really not. We're trying to tell you that this is a great movie that has action, humor, and heart. Um, And it really, it has something for everyone, I feel like, but definitely some things that are not for
0: everyone. (laughs) No, not at all. And it is so frenetic that it jumps between all of these things. I mean, we could spend far too long just trying to list through all of the weird worlds that it goes to, and try to make some sort of sense of it, but the the way that they're able to jump between all of these different universes, show all these different lifetimes, uh, mm-hmm. and what could have been in all of its different forms, and somehow make that all work within one story is really just a feat. It's, it's beyond anything that I've seen, and I understand why everyone that's coming out of it is just equally mind blown and can't stop like we are being effusively excited about this weird wild adventure. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of being able
1: to take people on a weird wild adventure, I know you're a fan of Daniel's, these yes. directors, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheiner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I actually just rewatched their music video for DJ Snake and Little John's Turn Down for What. Uh, it's probably why I'm coming in so hot on this episode. <laughs> like yeah. it is such a great pump up. But yeah, watch that music video, it's kind of the last music video that I can think of where the directors brought up this like visual thing that no one had really seen before with this crazy music video. And it catapulted them into being able to direct features like, you know, Michael Bay, uh, David Fincher. Yeah. There's there's a long tradition, Mark Romanek, of visual stylists making music videos and then launching that into a very fruitful career. And Daniels are the latest example of that. Once they got some actual time and got to make their first uh, their first feature, Swiss Army Man, starring Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe as a corpse who farts and talks Mm -hmm. somehow and becomes a uh, (laughs) a Swiss army man of adventure. They are... Operating on a different level, they're playing, you know, 5D, 6D chess. They mix comedy, drama, action, martial arts, everything into this blender and make it all work and then also somehow make you cry at the end of it as well with their filmmaking. Mm. And I'm just so excited to be along the ride with them. I agree completely. In this movie,
1: I definitely did cry. Yes. There is a really powerful mother-daughter relationship at the center of it, which leads me to... Michelle Yeoh. Yes. She plays Evelyn Wong, who is, as Alex described, a aging Chinese immigrant. She runs a laundromat, and she suddenly finds herself in a battle against the very force of evil consuming the multiverse. <laughs> um, and it has a very personal connection to her, as you'll uh, come to see. But I just love the way this movie uses all of her talents. It's All those things you described that Daniels do, and she is the perfect vessel for it. Her stunts and martial arts skills, which were developed over years in Hong Kong and Hollywood films like Supercop and Tomorrow Never Dies, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And then her emotional work too, especially in recent work like Crazy Rich Asians, where she plays a totally different mother, but also a very
0: unique, powerful mother character that all comes to play in this. They weaponized every single one of those talents that she has and found ways in the cutting between the universes and the different versions of her to keep introducing her talents to her and then being mm-hmm. able to watch her use them in a way that she's surprised by where she has to look like she doesn't even know that she knows these martial arts moves and just the surprise on her face and then the actual like execution of it of how incredibly talented she is it's so so fun to watch and yeah i mean this is going to be a good year for Michelle Yeoh i i'm so excited to have people right. go back and look at everything that she can do and go back to all of you know those early uh, martial arts movies like Supercop uh, mm. and really appreciate how incredible she is. I know. Well, I mean, as
1: you said, she's having an amazing moment right now. She also has incredible things coming up. I was just checking her oh, IMDb wow. page. She's going to be in The Witcher spinoff, The Witcher Blood Origin. She's in Avatar 2 and uh, forthcoming
0: avatars. Is, uh, everyone in Avatar 2? Everyone is
1: in Avatar 2. Yeah, I have a hard out because I'm in Avatar 2. Oh, oh okay. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> so awesome. We got to keep moving. Um, but I mean, on top of those things, she also is rumored or heavily rumored that it's still happening, uh, a Star Trek Discovery spinoff, Section 31.
0: She's great on that too. I, I, yeah. I, I'm I behind on it, but Discovery is pretty great and she's very good. <laughs> yes. And she also,
1: I, I understand from you talking to me about it, uh, is multiverse jumping in some way there too.
0: Yeah. She's such a multi talented human. Yeah. There's a romance in this movie as well. Uh, and it's so amazing what she can pull off with her husband in this film, played by Ki Hui Kwan as Waymond that name might sound familiar but he was short round from Temple of Doom and Data in the Goonies those were his first two roles and for the last 20 some years he's been acting as a stunt coordinator and martial artist kind of behind the scenes and they brought him back in front of the camera for this role and i got to say it's way too early to pick this as we you know just just survived the last oscars but He's my best actor pick. I don't know that anybody mm. can be better than this. And it may be something that gets relegated to supporting actor, but he's he's as much a lead in this and he carries so much of the emotional arc and the journey that you go with him and where you see him is is so amazing. I had I had no idea he had this in him and I'm I'm blown away by it.
1: Yeah, he was so impressive and Multifaceted, a little bit unlike what Michelle Yeoh is asked to do in this film, which is to remain Evelyn yes. while elements of the multiverse inhabit her in some ways. Waymond, we see many versions of him. We meet Alpha Waymond from <laughs> a particular universe and he shows us all these different sides. I got to speak with. and the rest of the cast and the directors of the film. And he was so humbled to be playing opposite Michelle Yeoh. And he so admires her work. As you said, he's worked on the other side of the camera and knows what she does so well. And then here they are in this movie, just toe-to-toe in every scene, both this really specific husband-wife relationship that is really sensitive and Heart wrenching, heart wrenching. Absolutely. And and then also he's this action star in the movie because he's coming in with this mission
0: for her to save the world. Yeah. Jumping over washers and dryers, like doing flips, you know, just unexpected. He, He pops off his glasses and he becomes a completely different person in those scenes. And it's so funny and fun to watch. Uh, And then he also gets to play that romantic lead. I feel like there's this Wong Kar Wai influence. There's this, you know, sequence Mm. where Michelle Yeoh and Key are playing these just very romantic characters and it is beautiful. And there's such amazing romantic leads. And I mean, Michelle Yeoh has been able to play that role in the past, but I've never seen this from him. And it's great. I mean, this is, again, another person who I hope is just this is just the beginning of another wave of a great career. Okay, it's time to commit. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the rest of this cast. It was an amazing group and so many surprises. Jamie Lee Curtis, you've probably seen her in these trailers. She plays Deirdre, uh, who is a auditor who's looking into Evelyn's laundromat business, as well as all the other various businesses that she's... Had in some way or another, which is kind of a sly nod to all the dreams she's had along the way um and in this universe, the two of them are apparent enemies uh because it could mean the end of Evelyn's business if if Deirdre gets to the bottom of this tax pile of years of not the most thorough tax filing work. right? And as actresses, Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis have a huge amount of respect for each other when I spoke to both of them. I loved this. Michelle Yeoh called Jamie Lee Curtis a, quote, tornado of a woman. Perfect. And that comes through <laughs> in this. And Jamie Lee Curtis also praised Michelle for having some key creative contributions to the film, including uh, a moment with a certain rock sequence. So I won't spoil that exactly until you've seen it. Uh, but there's going to be a video burning questions with the cast of Everything Everywhere All at Once up on the IMDb page if you go to the
0: Everything Everywhere All at Once title page. So you can watch that there. That video is amazing. And that sequence with the rocks. I mean, get ready to cry at a rock with googly eyes. That's all <laughs> I'm going to tell you. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's heartbreaking. It's next level thing that only the that Daniels could come up with. Yeah.
1: Uh, some other cast members, just to shout out, you got Stephanie Shue is playing Joy, the daughter. I'm familiar with her as May on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She's Joel's new girlfriend. And uh, more than just that, if you've been watching the latest season. And she's also a Broadway star, which is... Very common for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel to have Broadway actors. (laughs) Uh, She was in the SpongeBob SquarePants musical and best known for Be More Chill, the Joe Iconis musical.
0: Oh, okay. I I was not familiar with her. Um, I did see her in Shang-Chi. It's it's a small role as a friend named Sue. But she stands, again, toe to toe with two powerhouses and plays this really incredible role. And you get to see a lot of different sides of her as well. And probably the best outfits ever oh. on a character through the different multiverses. I mean, that's really where she's serving is is fashion. And each one is yes. wilder than the next. I mean, there's, there's a dress made out of stuffed teddy bears, I think is yep. kind of as like epaulets that is really something to behold. I'm glad you clarified that because if your thought was fashion when you went into it
1: <laughs> in one regard and then you see uh, what it really is. <laughs> yeah. um, it's great. <laughs> we haven't said it yet, but this is an A24 film for those who are familiar with the studio, you know, they've made movies like Moonlight, Hereditary, Lady Bird, Eighth Grade, Minari, The Florida Project, the list goes on and on. It's really a place that nurtures great filmmaking, and you feel that in this. I feel like this is a movie for a lot of people, but it's definitely a movie for movie lovers. It knows what we know about time travel and multiverses because of other movies we've watched, and it really smartly plays with all of that.
0: And gets to it very quickly, like it knows the shorthand of, of yep. kind of the, you know, these multiversal tales. I mean, there's going to be a whole Marvel movie set in the multiverse of madness, uh, Doctor, the next Doctor Strange movie. So there's a shorthand that they get to very quickly and jump into this. And, you know, the explanation of these multiverses, If if you're, you know, thinking this seems too sci-fi for me. It's quick. It's funny. You know, they set it up really well with a cell phone and a bit of, you know, expositional dialogue. But for the most part, this is a very artistic film. Like you said, a movie for movie yeah. lovers. It's very artistic. It's it's very dramatic. It's a, the family is at the center. The multiversal, you know, kind of just insanity. That's part of the plot and the storytelling device. And for Daniels to be able to, you know, use all of their visual powers to make something incredible. But it's really a family story at its center. And that's that's what, you know, I think A24 nurtures in so many of these filmmakers are these like true, beautiful character stories focusing on families, characters, people that don't necessarily get these kinds of big budget you know or medium budget movies you know where they yeah. can really find somebody like Barry Jenkins and make moonlight a movie that right. you know wouldn't maybe have otherwise gotten made in the big studio and it's it's great to see it i mean this is this is not your typical family at the center either that it is no. a chinese immigrant family and that you know they are a family that runs a a laundromat you know if if you would think that that would be a smaller quaint film about just the family, right? (laughs) That, you know, (laughs) but to add in all these sci-fi layers and everything, that's the A24 touch. That's Daniels. That's where this thing becomes why we're obsessed with it and why we're going crazy about it right now. And so excited to share that with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've definitely gushed about these directors in talking to them. I heard the thing from them that I assumed while watching it, which was that every frame was made with love. Mm. They described how they had a really small VFX team. So even in making that bagel you talked about earlier, the everything bagel that consumes uh, the entirety of all universes, apparently they did that with this team of their friends essentially of four or five people building this shot of the bagel out of four or five hundred shots watching tutorials online on how to do vfx really relatable for folks who have just tried to make their own projects and and that sense of handmade in every frame i I really admire that i recently sat down with the directors to talk to them about the influences on this movie other films television and music too let's listen to what they had to say For this film, obviously, The Matrix, we got Kill Bill, we have um, It's a Wonderful Life and Groundhog's Day as far as just, like, these beautiful existential um, but comedic uh, movies, Uh, a lot of anime, Satoshi Kon, like Paprika, Um, Yuasa's uh, Mind Game was a really big influence. Um, And then we also like talking about... uh non-movie influences which is not what you asked but uh (laughs) we like listened to a lot of music while we were writing it and our friend was like this is your my twisted dark fantasy of a movie (laughs) uh which is you know for the uninitiated it's Kanye West's um, album that implodes it's a pop album that implodes yeah Um, and similarly we talked a bunch about like the Beatles a day in the life as like a pop song that implodes that we were like can we make a movie that's like that song right um yeah and then of course all those action movies from Hong Kong um, that we grew up on. Um, all this stuff with uh, Jet Li's Wong Fei-hung kind of uh, Once Upon a Time in China, uh, Jackie Chan's work, obviously, Michelle Yeoh, everything that she's ever done. It's- Did you want one answer or 100? <laughs> 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 they were so fun to talk to, so high energy, exactly what you expect.
0: They delivered on exactly what you, yeah, what you would expect from them. And I wanted 100 answers. I could listen to them list 100 more movies that inspired this because I'm sure they're all in there. Yes, I'll also say that...
1: I was looking online and speaking of their influences, including The Matrix, Lily Wachowski had tweeted, if ever there were a time for a kung fu action film that ruminates on combating nihilism and hopelessness, it is now super nourishing. So some of the Daniels' biggest influences, they're loving this movie too.
0: It is so right directly up the Wachowski's alley as (laughs) as filmmakers who tell stories about love conquering all. Perfect endorsement. Exactly.
1: We also went out on Twitter to ask about personal favorite martial arts films,
0: and we got a lot of great replies. Yeah, lots of love for The Raid, which is such an amazing martial arts movie. Some of the best backbreaking sound effects throughout that entire mm. film. So many people thrown on the edges of tables and uh, filing cabinets. Um, very violent a lot of fun. <laughs> That's great. Also, Thomas Kagisho said Kung Fu Hustle. That has to be in the DNA
1: of Everything Everywhere all at once. Yeah. Feyenez Jr. said Enter the Dragon. Great one. Yes. But Crouching Tiger is right there, they said for them. Yep, absolutely.
0: Ash IQ X 007 said 13 assassins from 2010 was one of my favorites. Takashi uh made a very epic samurai story, and it's a bloody sight to behold. But yeah, I agree. A few
1: more that we heard on Facebook. Hithime Syed said
0: Bloodsport. Oh, yeah. You got to throw Jean-Claude Van Damme in there. And some of the best slow-mo screams ever on film. Uh, I think half of that movie is just somebody throwing a punch and then in slow motion going <laughs> for far too long. <laughs> uh. Alex I appreciate your appreciation for sound effects, the backbreaking, the slow-mo screams. I mean that's that's what is the beauty of of uh martial arts films sometimes is is the the foley work, the after effects like screams and shouts and punches and whiffs through the air that just make everything <laughs> such a delight. Yes. And lastly Brian Sayles said Sidekicks, it was a big part of my childhood and the reason I took karate lessons when I was 7. Great movie where a kid imagines that Chuck Norris uh, comes to him and you know teach him to stand up to his bullies. I, I definitely wanted to also take karate lessons, but um, not good at sports. <laughs> <laughs> all great films to add to your watch list. But first, we want you to go see everything everywhere all at once. And then we want to hear what you thought of it. You can email us at obsessedpodcast at imdb.com or you can always tweet at IMDb with the hashtag IMDb is obsessed. Thanks so much for joining, Jeff. That was so much fun to talk to you about this film. I love it so much. Thanks for having me, Alex. Yeah, this is a blast. I can't wait for people to see it. And check out Jeff's videos. They'll be on the Everything Everywhere All at Once IMDb page. Search it. Go to the movies page. You'll find the videos there. Yeah, it's such a blast. See you next week. Bye-bye.